a world where Toku fans are easy and the wrong figure arts are released for retail. Welcome to our season 7 episode 50. Just in the Nico time. Get it? Because Nico that was, was like, terrible. Okay, I liked it. <laughs> it was better than any of the Kotaro puns I was struggling to remember that never existed in the first place. It's perfect because you can like put the of in Nico's name. I mean, come on. I mean, it's not Brett Dalton <laughs> levels, but it's like framework Brett Dalton levels. <laughs> So, so, do I spell this like N I C O F? Yeah, why not? Nico, <laughs> you only live once, twice if you can go into the framework. <laughs> it's all about the framework this week. I mean, framework has less puns for the NPCs because Ada doesn't know anything about puns. She only knows things about evil and green hair dye. <laughs> and fits. That is really random. Yeah, so. Like I, I know it's from the comics, but it's like random for her in the context of the show. <laughs> yeah, maybe she was just feeling adventurous. She wanted to feel more human. Humans dye their hair slightly green, right? Got a green streak in my hair. Maybe like Fitz revealed he was turned on by the color green, and like <laughs> not even Gemma knew it yet, and <laughs> she just got in his mind. Green. <laughs> He's a huge JDF fan. When they're in private, she just dresses up as JDF. It really gets Fitz going when she tries to take pictures of the movie they're watching. Like it's just... <laughs> Especially if it's in the theater, Fitz is done. Like, it's just... Oh, this has got weird fast. Turned into a weird Fitz fetish. A Fitz-ish. That's not... No, that's not a thing. Tried to make props, it a thing. I could. Props for trying, though. <laughs> Same could be said for the title. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sure I made a title about Kotro, and I was just struggling with it. And classic. I need to like carry a notepad to... around. Something. Yeah. Oh, no, I was gonna say you need to have just a series of sticky notes scattered yeah. <laughs> around your apartment. It'll be like Memento, but with titles. <laughs> just scatter them about. So when you get that streak, you're like, oh boy, and then you're going to have to carry a pen with you all the time. <laughs> and then you'll be all set, instead of, you know, just typing it on your phone. Well, actually, I'll soon I'll have a phone with me all the time. I hardly ever have my phone with me because it's, like, dying, so it's just always on the charger in my room. So I almost never have my phone with me. It frustrates a lot of people, so I'm going to miss <laughs> that. But... I like the sticky note idea because I like the idea if like my friend comes over and just sees a bunch of sticky notes like I've gone mad and it's just a bunch of puns <laughs> and like puns he doesn't understand like it's it's time for you to die like is this like a serial killer <laughs> note but you forgot how to spell time and there's just like an orange drawn on it like crudely <laughs> like why is there a weird orange on here it's like because the sticky note was yellow and I wanted it to be orange and it wasn't so I just drew an orange on it <laughs> I've lost already. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm prattling on about. Just like me eventually going insane from trying to title the show. 
We already wasted. I don't know. Fuck. I wasted that too early. Seven years in was too early to pull the, the emergency switch on that one. I think that was the first episode. We pulled that way too early. No, we didn't. No, it was Bogro shit. I don't remember how that happened. Uh, I don't know. I just remember we were making fun of Ghost Agent. That makes sense. Who is... Shit. Um... Tenso. Wait, that's the that's the robot in Ghost Ager, right? Yeah. No, okay, because I Tenso's the robot in Megaforce. That's what I meant. But like, because oh. I got a, uh, a, a time machine memory on Facebook that I was upset about. I hate Tenso, and it was like from 2010 <laughs> or something. And I was like, I know this is Ghost Ager related, but and I kept thinking that Datus was Tenso. I'm like, no, his name's Datus, you idiot. And then. <laughs> I think it was probably, like, trying to get inside 2010 Me's head. I think it was probably in response to Mistress torturing us with the opening theme song. <laughs> Seriously, it was like, that, double, and we will rock you. And, like, that was it. And then... Like, so it was just that on a loop. Still uses that, FYI. Yeah, like... And I'll hear that occasionally, like, on someone else that uses, like, royalty-free stuff, and it'll just be like... Half nostalgia, half like post traumatic stress. It's like oh. <laughs> half, half nostalgia, PTSD. <laughs> just, just like MMPR, like it's the same thing. <laughs> then, you know how it is. Although it's not, or it's not stressful, but it's also the same like funny feeling when you hear the old RR theme on something. Yeah, I think I saw it on a porn ad once. Makes sense. <laughs> Seems fitting, right? <laughs> Probably where they got the idea. They like listen to explicit stuff. I still every now and then will not only wonder, like, want to see, like, a person that's just listening to this, like, oh, a talking podcast, and then they listen, and it's, like, weird. Like, one of our on episodes where we're talking about Big Boy and Busty. But then I also <laughs> wonder if there's, like, kids. It's, like, an 11-year-old, like, yay, Power Rangers! <laughs> It turns it on, and then it's like, and then Gaim shoved his sword up Ultraman's ass or something like that. It's like, what is he talking about? Mommy, what's an Ultraman? And what if they're listening to it right now, and it's creating a paradox? Is that really a paradox, though? No, I didn't even know what to say. It creates a... What would it create? I don't know. So, I've simultaneously gotten a lot and a little at the same time. Like, it was a Classic. lot, but I did feel like it wasn't a lot, even though it was. Um, <laughs> Speaking of paradoxes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got all that stuff last week, I think. Yeah, maybe. Did I? I don't remember what I talked about last week. Listen as Brian <laughs> argues with himself inside his own head. <laughs> last week I got a lot of boxes, right? I know you got an HLJ box last week with the uh, Ryu Commander stuff, or like the first oh, half of it, you know. So I don't remember fun. what I had at that point or not, but um, yeah, 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 I talked about it. So yeah, I got everything, I got everything, I think. I don't fucking know. I got a lot of Qtama, though. Uh, so I've got, like, by now I've gotten all of 
both candy toy sets and both Gashapon sets, albeit mildly unintentionally, a lot were given to me, and it was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> so I dig that. Uh, and uh, Zio93 on Twitter got me the Alpha Pop Vinyl and the four-pack of Thomas Power Ranger Trains because I can't find those anywhere in my area, apparently. I didn't know the Alpha Pop Vinyl was even a thing, so. <laughs> Walmart exclusive. Oh, yeah. Oh. Explains it. I haven't been to Walmart in a while. Oh, or, like, Walmart the regular sure, Walmart. So. Um, I've been way lazy. Yeah, I know how that feels. <laughs> uh, other than that, not a whole lot else. Um, I did pick up the new Teen Titans at DC animated movie thingy because I always buy all of those for whatever reason. Um, we got Titans Return Broadside and Robots in Disguise Blur. So those are my Transformers purchases for the week. Uh, oh, I got a Mandrake. Two different Mandrake orders actually. One was a Pegasus Kutama because HLJ's a twat and didn't do the fucking promotion. And I got the Gombrizing shot, which was the thing that went up on HLJ, and I didn't know about it, and by the time I knew about it, it was sold out, and it never came in stock. So I had to go to Monoraki to find one. But I did. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, I think that is about it. So. Okay. Um, mine is more or less just a pass, because I don't have anything very interesting to say. The only thing of any kind of note is that I only have like six or seven episodes left to catch up on Atmon, so I'm hoping to be done soon so that I only have one episode a week to watch, because it's kind of hard to marathon. It's a lot of filler and like really lame CGI, so <laughs> I'm ready. I wanted to, to at least see the new figures I built, and they look really cool, except their voices. Like, I miss the, when we gave them really awesome voices. Do they like, just the use like the normal voice? Like yeah, like... A couple of them, they distort it. Like, they make Gachman sound a little echoey when he transforms into his ultimate, but, like, I didn't detect any difference for Dokemon's, and it's awful, because he has this awesome, badass, like, lion-bear thing with four arms, and he's like, <coughs> It's like Goku all over again. Except worse, because I'm kind of used to Goku now. But, like, I, I miss that, like, when we did that in the dub, and it kind of reminded me of how long it took me to get used to in Cross Wars, although... I don't remember how they did that here, uh, like, the voice for Times 3, but, like, you see, like, this Omnimon-looking thing, and then it has Shoutmon's voice, and it's yeah. just, it took a while to get used to, so I miss that. It's it's not like it's a terrible show or anything, it's just kind of not as interesting as Cross Wars was. It's pretty bland. It's like a really basic show, like, the basic bitch of Digimon shows, because it's like, it's like... <laughs> Digimon tropes combined with just being yokai watch is the way I feel about it. It's like we're doing fusions again. Somebody's missing their brother. It's like, for fuck's sake. I think the Digimon and Toku people need to meet and just form like a support group of people that lost their brothers and dads. And just figure it out. You know how it is. But yeah, that's it. I nothing else really exciting has been happening. The neighbors haven't bothered me, so I'm pretty happy about that. I'm a little <laughs> jumpy. Every time... Uh, the like the door knocks or I hear a thump, I think it's them and my heart skips a beat. 
that I was half convinced that he got killed for like four days because I didn't see him. Because I was looking out the door a lot because A, every time a noise happened I looked for him and B, I was waiting for the mailman because uh, the last package that they tried to deliver was it needed a signature and I put, they left like a little it, usually they leave it on my door, they put it in my mailbox and it was like really confusing about how they wanted me to sign it and I was worried that they weren't going to re-deliver it and I was going to have to go to my post office. So I was like watching the door like a hawk. Reminded me of when Pokemon came out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Now on to the almost entire lack of nudes. Yeah. It's like uh, the opposite <laughs> of the fappening. <laughs> uh, the only thing we got uh, this week uh, is the fact that Boom announced a uh, new ongoing MMPR comic, separate from the one that's going on right now, uh, that is apparently going to start right after the first episode of the TV series and highlight the Rangers' personal lives, because that's something that we really need to see. (laughs) The only thing I only thing what the hell happened to me there? The only thing I like uh, about this. Well, the only thing I like about it is when I read the the little announcement article. It's like I agreed with what they said about how they didn't have realistic reactions to things, yes. and basically everything they were saying is how I wish the show in general was written, like having more real characters, more realistic reactions, kind of like the movie, basically. But like, I don't need another comic of it. Uh, like you said. Uh, in the pre-chat, it would be cool to do like uh, maybe a comic about that alternate universe, or maybe like a spin-off of something that's happening in there, or maybe even do just like a current running series based off of the current airing show, but that's like not tied into the show. Like basically, MMPR comics Ninja Steel. Like do Ninja Steel if it was written well. Like that would <laughs> be neat. Like, that would have been awesome. And then you have, like, one running MMPR thing and then one of the current series that's just, like, the same skeletal premise, but fill it in with actual good writing. That would be amazing. That'd be but, nice. like, but I just, I don't need more MMPR stuff. Even though, like, I love the comic and, like, it actually has me looking at my figures on the shelf of MMPR thinking, hey, that's from actually a good story now, but yeah. I don't need times two. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where... I, I, they could have did so many different things. Like you just said with doing a, a Ninja Steel comic would have been pretty cool. They could have did a just like a universe expanding comic that focuses on like the Alien Rangers or the Phantom Ranger or anything else. A Zoran of Eldar comic. That would be awesome. Yes. Yes, it would. Uh, you can do a comic that... Uh, like ties into like the Die Ranger suits or something like one of the new powers that we saw in Super Mega Force and do, do something like that. Like, there's all these different things that they could have did, and just to kind of fall back on MMPR again and go like, oh, this is gonna be like the slice of life version. And like, I respect that a little bit, but it's not something I really necessarily need. I mean, I'm gonna give Wait. it a chance, and it could be good, but I feel like there's just a, too many other better ideas. Like, if anything, they could just basically include this type of story, like, every few weeks. Like, maybe remember that Billy story that was just kind yeah. of... They, like, do that. Like, every three or four issues, do a comic that had to do with a specific, like, day-of-the-life ranger character story. 
I would be fine with that, even though it's kind of a uh, agonizing pain when you wait week to week and you want to find out what happens. I would be more fine with that than just doing a whole lot in comic series because, like, the Billy story was good. It was kind of like uh, the episode of The Walking Dead that randomly focused on Morgan, which was a good episode, but it was so unfortunately placed right after Glenn's fate was left up in the air. Yeah. So it was kind of like that, but I still would rather have that than devoting a whole other comic series to basically just that. Like, if they never did, it depends on how successful the movie franchise is, but if they never did a prequel movie like they thought about, uh, I would read the shit out of a prequel comic based on uh, movie Zordon and Rita and their team and, like, yeah. the downfall of that. That would be awesome. If somehow include Brian Cranston's voice in there. I don't know, like, a comic with, like, a button. You just press it and you just, like, he reads it to me. Like he could be those... the comic book on tape. Perfect. It's one of those sound books. That have the little buttons that you have to press as yeah. you read along in the story. That would be amazing and perfect for my reading level. Like, <laughs> I want to get the movie novelization, but like the book on tape, and I hope it's read by Grian- Grian Branston. He's from Earth 2. <laughs> he played Malter Might. It was a different version. He sold crack cocaine instead of meth. <laughs> I don't know how you master making that kind of word. Kind of this assistant messy yellowman i'm just too far now i'm just too much <laughs> i like how you want yellow <laughs> better mall call okay that's it that's it <laughs> i've gone too far i'm in rare form tonight i can't stop it you need it messy <laughs> I, well i just I couldn't think of the opposite of Jesse. With Walter White, I was like, W's, boom, from upside down. <laughs> then, like, I couldn't think of a, a like alternate name for Jesse quick enough. Oh my god, Jesse Quick. <laughs> hey, I don't really miss the Flash all that much. kind of sucks. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I miss Arrow every week, but I guess Shield's kind of filled that, that Tuesday void. Yeah. You know how it is. I really just want to know. Who Savitar is and be done. Yeah, like, can you just, like, send me a text message? And then, <laughs> let's just do season four. Just fresh start. Uh, but is there any, anything else you want to talk about here? Or, like, save any other little news tidbits for Ramble Time, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fine. Okay. Cool. Alright. And now it's time for... Superhero Time. Woo. Okay, I, I always forget if you just like say the names of them like Kevin does. I don't know what to do. What no, do you I do? Just, what do you wear? I wear nothing and do nothing. Okay. Uh, all, so all natural. The the butter sock is a real thing, and it makes me happy so much because it was just a joke. But then he said does that, it. and I'm like, I got really excited, and then I watched it. I'm like, oh my god, he's right. <laughs> He, he dual-wielded the butter socks. Like, he took it a step beyond. He just like, twirls it around and whacks everyone with it. I'm like, this is fantastic. I like how it's, like, such a, a kiddish way of fighting, too. Like, there's no precision. It's just, like, flail and hope it hits something, which makes sense. But that that absolutely killed me. Um, there's actually quite a bit of funny bits in this episode. Um Mainly everything that Commander did. <laughs> um, just, and then intercut it with, like, 
Bear. It's funny because like Bear's like, oh, he's not a very good commander, but then like he didn't find any Q Rangers and he found all of them. But then like he intercut it with footage of him clumsily handling <laughs> the self-made mystery. <laughs> like the, he randomized the suspect, picked himself, and tied himself up. And when they approached the sun, he suggested blowing it up. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> <And> he... <laughs> He was on fire in this episode, literally, almost literally. Like he was cracking me up in this episode. <laughs> what do we do? Let's blow it up with the Orion cannons. That's not a thing that we have. We'll make them. <laughs> like just, it was cracking me up. And then just the whole "Where's Naga?" cut to him on the floor, and then you find out he was just practicing smiling. And I don't know but why he, he had standing- to stand. <laughs> Standing on yeah. a stool. Yeah, I don't know why he had to do that. He could have practiced smiling sitting down. And then it brought attention back again to what exactly is Naga and what are they doing with him? Because like I said before, I thought it was going to be like the classic robotic person learns how to be human. But it ended up just being an absolute creeper on the ship. Doing the weirdest things and breaking the fourth wall, and that's it so far. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, it's just I'm like so. I guess it'll be interesting to see when his next focus episode comes around to see a little bit more of where they might be trying to go with him. But for right now, like it's kind, of, it's amusing because of how weird it is. Uh, but it, it's just kind of. I don't want to say sudden because like it's not like his character was really normal in the first place but it, it kind of in a different way reminds me of like when will all of a sudden weirded out he was like normal and then as soon as he jo- not will the tyson guy he was stalking will but like he was kind of <laughs> normal and then when he joined the team he got weird but it happened so fast so but everything the commander did in this episode was hilarious it was um, and like i like how lucky and mostly just lucky uh, was was on Earth with Kotaro, and they were talking to Big Bear, and Lucky's like, nah, he's a really good commander. He did more stuff than you did, and then it guns to the commander <laughs> flailing around or being tied up in a chair or telling everyone to blow up the sun. I'm like, this is perfect. And it's all because they thought somebody like LMD Martian one of them. <laughs> And like they, they they made that narrative themselves. Like it reminded me of like a sitcom episode from like Parks and Rec or The Office, where the the gang just gets in a crazy situation, <laughs> and like they, I mean they were already in peril because of the sun, but the fact that they like piled on and created this larger narrative was hilarious. <laughs> and like I love how committed he was to his roulette system that he got himself <laughs> tied up. Like. <laughs> And then he's like, why am I tied up? He's like, it was your idea, sir. <laughs> like, like, oh, man. I also like and how like, quick they were all to jump on everybody. It's like, Spada's food tasted bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, he gets all and, offended. Uh, and I, what else also makes, like, the commander well, hilarious with this episode specifically was like the way his suit is always has this like dumbass look on his face or his <laughs> mask or whatever. So like it just kind of makes it. Uh, I-, I was kind of uh, disappointed that this it wasn't Stinger and Kotro on Earth since they're going to be like a thing. Yeah, and- I-, I can agree with that like completely. 
it was kind of weird where it was like this weird lucky Kotaro bonding moment. And I'm like, well, Stinger's like supposed to be your bro. Yeah. And like, I kind of hate how Lucky's always the one to usher in a new person. I just hate Lucky. Let's just, I was trying to cover for it. Well, and, and I guess you could say like, it was necessary ish because he was the one to like convince Big Bear that Commander was good. But I think that Stinger could have done that too, just because he's technically known him longer and yeah. has actually seen him find all the Q Rangers one way or another. Like, it wouldn't have been as shouty and flashy, but it still would have gotten the job done. Uh, I also like how everyone got Wacker Wilson wigs. Yeah, like, that, that was pretty great. <laughs> and, like, the dub voiceover that just didn't quite work. Yeah, and, like, like, none of them matched all that well. <laughs> like, it, it, it was very fitting for uh, for uh, the Auburn dub episode we did here. <laughs> like, just for... Uh, well, and it was weird because, like, I don't know why he kept possessing the kid to talk to Lucky when he could clearly just, like, become a spirit and talk. I'm like, dude, make your mind up. <laughs> um, what was I going to say, too? Like, as far as uh, Kotaro goes, like, I-, I like him okay. Like, he's actually not as annoying as I thought he would be being a kid. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. I hope they don't, like, make it worse over time. But, like, he's honestly less annoying than Lucky. Like, he's the more mature of the two standing next to each other. And, like, I like his, his reasons for being a ranger, but I'm still kind of... Like, even though they explained it last week with, like, the way they set up how Commander got legitimized, I'm still just kind of bothered by how easy it is to create a new Key Ranger now. It's just... I don't know. Like, yeah, I just wish there was something like, more I to st- it. I still don't fully really understand his... Like, like yeah, and I don't know how Bear... Bear just kind of willed it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm like, how is he involved, and how did he become a Q-Tama? Who put him in there? <laughs> like, and I'm like, so is he, like, best friends with the bear constellation powers that be? Because, like, it was mud- muddled with Commander, but, like, you could kind of fill in the blanks of, like, oh, whatever powers, you know, granted it to him. And you could do that here, too, but, like, bear made it more confusing, and it just, it's muddled, and I also just don't like how easy it is. I just kind of wish there were... Mainly because I, I like the base mythology they set up, and I feel like it's just a, a stepping stone into them not caring about ever delving into that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just wish there was something more to it, and I can't even really explain or give any, like, fan fiction-y answers of, like, what I would want the explanation to be. I just feel like I would have wanted something more on, like, how his powers came to be. But, yeah, like, yeah. I was fine with his personal story yeah. of, like, becoming a ranger. <laughs> I like how Big Bear came back as a ghost and he just kind of explained it as well Shao's kind of a fucking idiot so you know I couldn't really pass on with that in mind <laughs> that's my unfinished business my protege is a dumbass <laughs> cut to him tied up in a chair well <laughs> and I felt like there was there was like a confusing bit about him being mad that he couldn't stop Zhao from fighting alone. But I don't know how that tied into the Q-Rangers, because there's, like, almost a dozen of them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't understand how this ties together. I think you just really want to stay on Earth as a ghost. Pretty much. Like, yeah, I don't know. 
But it was a decent episode. I think I like Commander's overall debut more, and his it's probably his shenanigans a little bit more in general. But it was yeah. still a good debut. <laughs> I kind of like that they just keep him small. It kind of it fits with ever all the Q Rangers being so unique. Yeah. Plus, he can become big. Yeah, like way things. big, like <laughs> literally, like the size of way big. Not like a Justin Turbo weird size. <laughs> um. Okay. So, as far as X A goes, I wasn't overall as much of a fan of this episode as I was the last, the previous two weeks. Um, yeah, I liked bits, but overall, yeah. as a whole, uh, the last two were definitely a lot better. Um, like I liked the stuff with Taiga and Nico, but yeah. like. I think it was undercut by the silliness of this Genom Corporation guy who I hate because he's just a cartoon shit face. But like <laughs> it, the fact that it was so the episode so much like I said it just undercut what could have been I mean not like it wasn't a decent moment between the two of them but it just kind of watered it down amongst all of that. And that kind of bothered me. Because I feel like it was the first, at least from my perspective decent insight into Taiga's character because mm-hmm. the, the only thing I feel we've really gotten is he was a dick he was like mad that he lost all those years ago on their begins night global freeze ETC uh, and then like he softened up a little bit since becoming friends with her but I, I liked the inside of basically he feels he has nothing to lose and like the reason he likes her so much is because he saw him as a real doctor and I feel like that was the best insight we got into him but it's like hampered by this absolute cartoon just literally tooting his horn everywhere um my favorite part though of love oh my god just (laughs) too much but my favorite part was was emu getting pushed into the water because it was like he tried to use their nice moment to create like a universal nice moment like look how well they're getting along let's all get along in the future and then she just pushes him and he's like <laughs> and it was just great because I thought it was funny that like he tried to piggyback that moment and like she was having none of it. I I like Nico a lot, uh, mostly because of her absolute hate of Emu. I'm like, I understand you, it. You just rock it, girl. You you do you, and <laughs> she knows what's up. I like how her stress triggers were not being able to play video games. <laughs> like, that would sort of be mine, but also, like, if you're playing a stressful video game, but then it's, like, a good stress, so, like, that's what you think you need to know. <laughs> and, like, oh, when she first sat on the couch, I'm like, oh, she's playing a Switch, and then I realized it was that really bootleg-looking <laughs> thing they've been carrying around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how... Uh, she was like the first one to customize her character. <laughs> yeah, with like it reminds me. Like I tweeted about like when you're really early in the game and you have limited options. It's just like a hat and a backpack, like, <laughs> and a button. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like kind of torn because I, I think that she would have been a better character to be a female writer than Poppy. But I also kind of like her like aspiration to get in the fight and just using a mass-produced system. Uh, and yeah. like trying to separate herself with it and oddly enough being a better female writer character than the one that got a full suit <laughs> although she's showing signs of her humanity so it means we're gonna save her and not kill her and I'm already pre-pissed now I know what it's like to pre-hiatus bitchers 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I still think she's probably going to die. But we'll I think that if she does, it'll be one time. of those, she's dead, and then she, like, materializes. Though she's alive because reasons. So she, she's going to be the the generic death and resurrect of the show. Yeah, Brian Cranston's going to save her by mistake. No, but, like, like <laughs> I could see them, like, having to kill her and then her just materializing back at the base out of the game she lived in for some stupid, like, toku reason or a game reason or something. Like, I don't know. I want her to die. <laughs> that sounds really bad to say, like, just out of context. <laughs> like, just, that would be put on, like, when you see people's words getting misconstrued on the news, uh, and it's just like, Dawson Ryder said, he wanted her to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> but just, I don't want to see her character anymore. Like, I guess it, it's, it depends. It's just one of those things where I, I feel like her death in general would be kind of heavy for a decent chunk of the characters. I mean, I don't think Taiga would end up carrying, and Nico obviously wouldn't care. Yeah. But, like, for Hero the rest of them, I feel like her death would actually mean something. Yeah. And I'm expecting it to happen, and I want it to stick, because I'm really tired of these, like, resurrection plots. Because, oh, we yeah. can't have someone stay dead, because kids will cry or something. Well, they killed someone on Christmas. And it was an actual person. This isn't even a real person. He never got to come back. I mean, he's came back True. in like 12 different specials, but those don't count. <laughs> they still have time to like pull some bullshit at the end. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, well, I don't, I hope they don't like, cause I think his death worked. And I guess that's also a good reason that they could kill her is because I didn't expect them to kill a laser. Like if you would have asked me when he first debuted and like when we first got pictures and stuff, if I thought they were going to kill a character or him, I wouldn't have guessed it, you know, yeah. until they, when he kept agreeing to meet people that wanted to kill him in secluded places. Um, but, like, that whole smoke screen they threw up at the end of, like, oh, or not the end, at the, in this episode about, um, oh, the character, you don't really die, you, get, you come back later. I'm, like, worried that that's going to be a th- real thing. And, like... I guess it's, it's hard to tell sometimes with Toku, because sometimes you get those series where they don't want it to have lasting stakes, and they undo all the shitty things that happened, but then you have stuff like Gaim where, like, it just stuck, yeah. and it was a really shitty situation. So, this is really hard to read, because they have heavy things happening, but it's, like, coated in cotton candy, <laughs> so you can't read, like, the room really well. So, like, I'm worried that at the end they'll find some way to, like, Redigitize all the people and laser that got killed. Yeah, I I hope not. Just because one, they're kind of in the belief that that's not going to happen, and so like I'm with them. <laughs> yeah. And I I just I don't I don't want to go through that again. Like I liked where Gaim ended up because these characters had to live with what happened and what they did. Yeah. And, like, that just leaves a nice, more emotional, solid ending than, uh, like, oh, everyone's back to normal, everyone's alive, woohoo, yay. Yeah. I don't know, I it just kinda, don't want happiness. It, it kind of, well, it kind of reminds me to, like, a different, it's like the, sort of the same concept, different circumstances, but of, like, Double's End, where on one hand it was kind of nice to have Philip back, and it had a nice ending with him back, but on the other hand, him dying was a good ending. Mm-hmm. And having Shotaro carry on as Kamen Rider Joker, like I liked that ending, so I was like kind Especially of Especially when Shotaro transformed into Joker in like every single movie after that. Yeah, it's uh. like come on. 
and and also especially since it really they really don't care about the continuity so it's not hard for them to bring back both sides of double if they wanted to later yeah dk set it up for them they set up (laughs) the multiverse and they don't use it well (laughs) dk tried to help and then he just came a pariah with a perm I want a shirt with Tsukasa's face on it that says Pariah with a perm now. <laughs> and on the back, it's just Narutaki's face with an Oradikado. Oh, Nairo, it'll be my version. My version will say Nairo. Oh, and Foundation IRO. X comes in whenever there is a producer that liked Foundation X. That could have been something so cool, too. Like, oh, so wasted. You can thank the... I think the director or producer or whoever of I think Forze uh for for dropping that. Thankfully they got shoehorned into Forze was I think it was Mega Max, I think. Yeah. Uh they they got pushed in there because the person making Mega Max was one of the ones that was on board with Foundation X and so on and so forth. So it was it's kind of a mess, but it was because like it, it, that frustrates me just as much as like how messy the Toku writing has been lately. Is the all the potential they had like not even just like theoretical, but like stuff they legitimately set up because that was really cool. Like one of the cool, my favorite like little moments in the last however many years was that the O medals on the screen at the end of Double. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, that excites me more than hey these two people just standing next to each other that aren't even the actors. Like, cause I thought that was neat and it could have been a really cool, like ongoing plot that threaded through multiple writer shows that they could have like worked on for a couple years and then made into a movie where they all had to team up for foundation X reasons. And it would have made sense instead of, Hey, I accidentally fell in your world. I tripped and there was like a portal or something. And then <laughs> Ichigo was here teabagging me because you know how it is. He's out of work. <laughs> like just, and then if the fat kid is birth, like, I hope the fat kid is birth. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it reminds me of, there was, like, a, the little fat kid in Logan, the, at the oh, end yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was the best. Because <laughs> it was, like, the heavy end of the movie, and I was, like, trying to hold back laughter because of, like, how he was running. <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's me. <laughs> and he had like a Wolverine doll. And like, and then it like just his, it's like his spirit was the birth kid. That sounded <laughs> weird. You know how it is. But basically, things are a mess, honestly. In terms of like their movies. Yeah. And everyone should stay dead. Things are a mess, and everyone should stay dead. Pretty much. Uh <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, regarding X8 and stuff, I, I like where they're going. Uh, I wasn't huge on this episode because of that guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not big on him, and it's like, oh, we need a bugster for Tokimeki Crisis. Here, let's make this flamboyant fat guy. All right. Cool, cool, cool shit. Uh, <laughs> but... I, I like what I did with the characters, at the very least, even if I wasn't too grand on everything else that was going on. But Yeah, like, if it hadn't been so in your face with, like, the silly stuff, it could have been just as good as the last couple weeks. Like, a little bit lesser of a main plot-heavy, but at least for the characters, it just kind of got buried in the mix. Yeah. 
Oh, well. I'm hoping next week's better. It's probably focused, but I'm still hoping it's better. If she dies, it's favorite point. episode. I'm not <laughs> eating. There was no way food blocking my tongue. There's no way. It's a, it's a scandalous lie. It's fake news. <laughs> or as they call it in Japan, fake newsu. There's a U at the end for some reason. Okay, so speaking of you, I don't know why. Now it's time for... Ramble, ramble, ramble time. You know my segues make no sense. <laughs> uh, speaking of making no sense, Pokemon has finally got a date. After all our... They listened to our complaining last week. All the Pokemon executives listen weekly. And they're like, alright, <laughs> let's get on this. And so... I like how they in the press releases they keep making a big deal about airing the first two episodes. I'm like, oh, good for the 45th time. Thank God. <laughs> uh, oh boy, I'm and so then, glad. And then it's Saturdays at nine, and it sounds like it's going to be like it was basically. Yeah. Every Saturday, one episode, and that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, it's it's really obnoxious. Uh, just because I mean, we always we assumed like this break was because they wanted to do either multiple episodes a week or do like a week long uh span of episodes for the premiere or like the first two weeks and then go to weekly or something uh, i think yokai watch did something fairly similar yeah um, but and then it turns out like oh no it's gonna start on may may tw- 12th i think it was and with, yeah. with two new episodes and then it'll be one new episode every week after that i'm like oh boy so you're just perpetually gonna be like 30 something episodes behind japan now yeah we're uh, farther behind than we were aren't we oh yeah yeah uh, i'm checking right now actually because i'm kind of curious because like um, i would have liked that whole premiere week marathon and then weekly i'm fine with weekly after you get us a little bit closer to not being so behind Uh, let's see. So the third episode is nine forty-six altogether, uh, and they are currently on nine sixty-eight, I think. So nine. So we're 22 episodes behind. What do we used to be? I felt like it was closer. It felt closer last time. Um, I want to say we were about 12-ish behind. Yeah, because like... Past, give or take. I mean, it was, it was still decent-ish, but like I just remember like... Because I always check out the screen caps if it's an important episode on Cerebi. And I felt like I was seeing stuff happening here sooner after I was looking at the screen caps. So, like, uh, it would have been nice to have the catch-up, and then I'm fine with weekly afterwards, because I wouldn't have been... I would have had a hard time watching multiple episodes every week, which wouldn't have happened, because then they'd be ahead. But yeah. I'm also kind of surprised, like, mildly surprised, I guess, at the doing basically more or less the same time slot I had on Cartoon Network. Because uh, I remember we talked about, like, they might give it, like, a prime time slot, Mm-hmm. But it's it's it'll be interesting to see if it always stays there because Pokemon's such a different franchise to them probably working with. Yeah. But like, because like Rebels has always consistently been on on Saturday nights since it started, except for like its random like 
debuts, but um, like season premieres, but like stuff like the Marvel shows have bounced around where they've been Saturday or Sunday mornings or Saturday evenings. Because um, like I remember when they first built that Marvel block, I was watching the tail end of Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Spider-Man on the mornings, and then it moved to the evenings, and like it's bounced around a couple times. So I'll be interested to see if it ever bounces around at all. Um, but I don't know whether I have enough energy in me to catch up on the subs and try that or not. Maybe I'll try a couple and see how it feels. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I'll get caught up and then get exhausted and then fall behind again, and it'll just defeat the purpose. Pretty much. So I don't know. I don't know. He got a Litten, though, if you're paying attention to the thing. He finally got that Litten. Yeah. He has, like, he has like three of my six team members, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and he got that Rock Rough, which I didn't expect, so that's kind of neat. So, I don't know. Like, I like how our Pokemon discussion for the past months have been has just been its scheduling. <sighs> uh, let's Still see, so... Like, the last episode of uh, X and Y aired in Japan on October 27th, and it aired here January 21st. Okay. So, to give you a vague idea of how long it was, October, November, November, December, it was, we were about three months behind. So, yeah, about 12 episodes or so, give or take. Yeah, okay. So, we almost doubled it. We've more than doubled yeah. it. So cool. Good job, yeah, guys. Sucks. <sighs> I mean, all our talks when this was first announced was about how this might lead us to being closer than ever, and it was going to be really progressive. <laughs> and like, why don't they just? <laughs> I still don't understand how in this like century, this year, it's not possible to just give the U.S. and Japanese teams the animation at the same time and have us dub it at the same time. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. I mean, granted, obviously now we're behind story-wise, but like with Dragon Ball, that could have been a neat thing. They could have worked that out before Super aired. Granted, they like hurried that shit out. Like, all right, we got to get something (laughs) on the air while we actually write the show. Let's just do quick animation of the two movie plots, like just drawn out. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, as far as stuff that actually aired, Doctor Who is back. Did you see it? Yes. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really I fun did too. It, I, I felt like it was a lot of return to the basics in a way. Um, yeah. Mostly because we were setting up a, a new companion, but it, it just it felt nice because, I mean, we hadn't seen anything since Christmas. And yeah. And before that, I lost track of how many months actually. Yeah, was. I think it was like, I think it aired roughly around this time of year, spring, so it was probably the usual like summer fall and then christmas special but yeah it's been like and then after the christmas special it's been a literal year until we saw something mm-hmm. um but and it's funny because a lot of people i saw a lot of people in like early reviews and stuff talk about how it felt like a good entry point for new fans and i honestly never even thought about that mm-hmm. like because the last one that really was a good like hey start watching this live was the 11th hour Cause like, uh, uh, Day of the Moon was real heavy, um, and then like the beginning of Series Seven stuff was all saying goodbye to the ponds. So I guess you could dive into it, but it's I don't think it's the best place for like a new fan to get grabbed by it. 
because like that those first five episodes of series seven was basically about hey this is the last trip with the pawns um and then like clara's debut was real heavy into it and even the the eighth or the eighth doctor series eight i was going to say 12th doctor's debut was already into it so i think this was probably the best one since the 11th hour for like if someone hasn't watched it before and it's nice because you don't feel lost but also it does feel like a a good continuation for us who've been watching it because there's all kinds of stuff that's in there that's continuation of stuff that's happened yeah yeah like a giant promo shot of river and (laughs) his granddaughter and like the coffee mug of screwdrivers uh i don't know i don't not that in depth of a fan of like memorizing the old screwdrivers of like who belongs to or which one belongs to who (laughs) who (laughs) <laughs> I think well, it was like, most of the old ones. Yeah, I think I didn't see elevens in there. I saw ten, ten slash nines. Um, that's the only one I recognize. I mean, I recognize them. I just can't be like, oh yeah, that's that's Baker's, you know. That's it. <laughs> uh, like I know that the the guy whose name I still haven't learned, the glasses was using the one that looks like a lollipop. Yeah. Like I feel like it's just gonna be cherry flavored if you just went to town on it. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> But that's for I the like Doctor Who porn parody. Oh, dude, I, I bet it's already a thing. There's probably a whole oh, like I'm sonic sure. screwdriver blowjob <laughs> fetish. Too far. I said it out loud. <laughs> um, but I, I really like Bill as a companion. Um, yeah, she's. Really I thought she fun. was a lot of fun, and uh, I liked her sort of. Not really. I don't know if dumbness is the right word, but she's not as quick as, like, Clara or Amy, and she's more just kind of, like, uh, curious about things and, like, is less likely to solve a problem quickly like the previous two main companions. And I like when she said, what's a Dalek? And he's like, never mind, it's a Dalek. Like, he had no time to explain (laughs) it. Uh, Or or even just how she said Doctor What instead of Doctor Who. Uh, Calling the TARDIS a kitchen. (laughs) Um, she had a lot of good moments and like I think she'd be she's kind of like a Martha companion I feel and that's not meant to be an insult Uh, in terms of I think she'd be a really good like one seasoner because not that I I I dislike her to to the point where I don't want her to be around next season but if we're gonna do a fresh start next series I want just like a full-on fresh start yeah and Uh, I feel like that's what we're probably gonna get yeah. Um, I, I've heard a couple of rumors and stuff that she's probably going to be a one-time companion, yeah. and I'm okay with that. I like her, and I feel like by the end of this uh, this series, I'll probably like her a whole bunch, but yeah, uh, I, I kind of agree that if... Uh, like, I'm, I'm tired of the, like, new doctor, old companion, old companion, new doctor, kind of back and forth. Like, I kind of yeah. want just a full-on clean slate for yeah for everything because like i would still love to see one more series with capaldi written under the new guy but if we're if they want to do this reset i want basically i want them to do the 11th hour again in terms of like new doctor new companions new screwdriver new tardis just let's let's repilot this bitch even though this one was called the pilot but you know what i mean (laughs) uh and, like, I think it would be kind of nice, even without that whole stuff in the future, to have sort of a Martha companion that was, like, a good friend, a fun, like, season-long companion, but it's not, like, a real heavy connection. Because, like, yeah. Martha was kind of sandwiched between the Tenth Doctor's two heaviest connections, being Rose and then Donna. And then, like, with Eleven, 
slash 12, you had like his, the pawns being his family and losing them, and then 12 and his strong friendship with Clara. So it would be nice to not have a super intense relationship and just kind of have a casual, fun companion for a year before we reboot, and then we can make the next one as heavy as we want. It would just be kind of a nice little break from it and not make yep. her like super special or something. She's not like the grandmother of his next wife or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but and, and she's perfect for that, and, and she was fun, and um, I like the setup. I like the idea that he's just been teaching there for fifty years, watching like ten and eleven save the world around him. <laughs> <laughs> like, because like, because all that stuff was happening. Like, just picture like all the different invasions, like the Zygons, or like, I don't remember the name of the race that invaded when uh, Ten first regenerated. But like, just looking up at the sky, being like, "Oh, you." Maybe he even <laughs> watched his own hand fall to the earth. That'd be fun. Uh, but like, I liked that idea. Um, and. He, he costume changed in this episode. Like, apparently he's decided his casual wears the hoodie, and when he's getting serious about doctoring, it's the magician's outfit. <laughs> uh, I still prefer the hoodie, though. I like that. Uh, I think it's... I, I like both. This is a weird thing to talk about outfits. But, like, I think the thing for me is that uh, his, like, main outfit before he did the hoodie thing last series is too close to Matt's last costume. Yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be that much of a problem if Matt had stayed with like the tweed, but he started wearing those long purple coats, and so like Twelve's first costume looks like he just took the bow tie off, and that was it. That's what mm-hmm. it just looks like to me. So, and I felt like the hoodie and the purple kind of gave him his own identity last year. That's just like a shallow doctor clothes fapping. That sounded weird. <laughs> it's like a lot of weird ones tonight. Uh, but let's see what else. Um, I definitely think we're going to be seeing this water girl again. Um, I think she did something to Bill that we don't know about. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, maybe that'll be her exit story. Maybe she'll travel the universe with a weird melty girl that was from the waters of Mars. <laughs> um, uh, I do hope this was our only appearance of Daleks this season. I'm, I'm, I'm so over them. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down with that. Like, Just... Let's give it. Let's give it a series without. Yeah. Without that. I just. I'm, I'm not a fan. Uh, it's funny because I didn't like do an enormous amount of reading about what the season was going to entail. I just read a couple of news articles and a couple of the teasers. Uh, so like when I I just saw like one of the teasers had like her saying exterminate and I thought it was going to be like another one of those human Dalek hybrid things from Asylum of the Daleks where they had like you know, the little Dalek eye coming out of their head. Yeah. So I had no idea that it was, like, an entirely separate villain. Like, they literally fought space oil or whatever it was, like, <laughs> classic Doctor Who. I like how he's so intrigued by it, and then the minute he realized it was dangerous, he's like, oh, it's just a puddle, I'm bored already. Like, <laughs> classic 12. Uh, I was listening, because I've been watching the marathon, so I've been listening to a lot of Doctor Who music this week, and I was listening to his theme again, and I, one of the top comments was a line I forgot about was, in the movie Aliens, that's really offensive. No wonder you keep getting invaded. <laughs> uh, I'm going to miss 12. Uh, like, I love when she's talking to him about the threat, and like she turns around and he's gone, and he's just running across <laughs> the courtyard. <laughs> oh, so good. I also never realized how funny he runs. Yeah, like he did, because I don't think I've ever seen him run in that context before. It's always been 
like holding someone's hand or something, or very rarely even running at all. And it was just, and I like how they played his epic music during that scene too. Um, but yeah, good start. I hope it's a good series. There's lots of interesting little things happening this year because Missy's back, which is obviously amazing because she's named after my dog. Um, <laughs> and the actual old masters back who. I'm interested in that because I get a feeling we're going to see a regeneration story, but I like Missy a lot better, to be honest. Like, um, I'm, I'm curious if they're going to interact at all. I think that would be great. Because uh, like, I don't like I disliked him, but I just prefer Missy's. Like, I felt he chewed a lot of scenery in the end of time. Um, Literally. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was yeah, he had that giant chicken. Like, that's such a... Imagine, like, you're sitting around with a friend that's never watched Doctor Who and it's on, and you try to get him into it, and that's the episode that's on, because it's always on. And it's just <laughs> him going, pork, fat, chicken, and just eating. Like, well, sorry. This was Kitchen Nightmares, so sorry. Like, this is the <laughs> wrong show. Which is... Um, also, kind of interesting, they've showed a couple of scenes of, like, regeneration in the trailers you've probably seen. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I watched Peter's appearance on Graham Norton after the show, and he said that he already shot the regeneration scene, but he hasn't done the Christmas special yet. So I'm really, I'm so interested to see like if they change it up a little bit. If like he regenerates at the end of this series, and then the Christmas special is twelve and thirteen. I know yeah, that, that one's going to be in it. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting because, like. We haven't seen a in-series regeneration in a while. Like, it's been continuously yeah. with Christmas all the time. Uh, and... Because it's like, we were always kind of told that Christmas would be Capaldi's last. But then the trailers keep showing regeneration scenes that are going to be in the season, not in Christmas. And now that you said he specifically said they filmed the regeneration scene. Yeah. I'm really curious on what they're going to do. Yeah, and he also said he didn't just – he also said he still is going to film the Christmas special, so it wasn't just like an implied thing Like, because yeah. they said, oh, so you're done. And he said, no, I still have to film Christmas. So like that's interesting, and I think that would be really cool just to – instead of doing a traditional just, oh, this is his last episode, like have him regenerate in the finale arc. It could even be earlier than we're thinking. And then have a, a cool Christmas special that has 12, 13, and apparently 1. Because apparently uh, the guy from Harry Potter, Glumshanks, is going to be coming back as the first Doctor for the Christmas special, which I think is actually pretty neat. Was, was he uh, the one that played him in Yeah, uh, from the space-time movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think that'll be cool. Um, that would have been cool regardless of this um, development. But I, I'm interested to see how they do it and... And play with time a little bit, I think, would be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I kind of want 13 to be younger, so that in this Christmas special, if that's what they do, it'll just basically just be, like, a younger guy and his two grandpas. Yeah, like, <laughs> it would be, like, a, sort of, like, an inverted version of Day of the Doctor, or, uh, with, like, the War Doctor just, like, absolutely annoyed at 11 and 10's just childishness. Yeah. I'm curious who it'll be. I've seen a couple rumors of people I've never seen before. Like, the most prominent rumor is some Chris guy I've never seen in anything. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't like the look of him. I don't... Uh, but, like, I've never seen him in anything, so I can't really judge it yet, you know? Right. Uh, so, but I didn't expect that either. 
I know everyone always wants it to be a girl, but it's like it's not a sexist thing. I just feel like the doctor should be male. I think like you can get into a whole conversation about like how time lords identify themselves. Like yeah. So, but I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I still don't want him to go yet, but I think that it would be neat if they did something different for the regeneration. Um, It'd be kind of fun if it happens like right before the finale and 13's actually in the finale of the season. That would be cool. Like, it would be neat if they played it. When I read about it or thought about it after they did the interview, it kind of reminded me of this interview Moffat gave years ago about what he would have done if 10 would have stayed for one more season under, which would have been five for him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I think it was. Amy, it was like sort of similar setup with Amy, but like when she first met him when she was little, it was ten just about to regenerate into eleven, and then when she met him when she was older, it was ten way before he regenerated, and then the end of the series five would have been him regenerating. So it kind of reminds me of that, uh, except like the eleven and ten never met, but it just kind of playing with the timeline of him regenerating. Yeah. So I think that would be really cool. Like the only thing I wouldn't like about this is if somehow unexpectedly Peter wasn't in the Christmas special or he regenerated in like the penultimate episode and he wasn't in the finale because I want to get as many episodes as possible with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious about the uh, the circumstances too, because uh, ten was holding in radiation and eleven just was too old. Just funny, <laughs> considering he's the youngest one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. It'll be a fun ride. I keep forgetting it's Moffat's last year, too. So I'll be interested to see what the next regime is like. Yeah, I hope it's good. Yeah. I don't think it'll be terrible, but... <laughs> I hope it'll tear, steer away from too many of the things I like about what they're doing now. Tear away? What the hell is even tear? Uh, did you watch class? Uh, I did not get to that yet, but it's okay. on my agenda. So like next week, we can talk about like the the first two episodes. Okay, uh, it is on my agenda. I know you watched it a long time ago, so <laughs> yeah, I'm rewatching it now as it goes though, so it's fresh, and so that like I can support it while it's out. But I hope that like because apparently, it basically hinges on how well it does here whether it gets a second season. And, like, it needs to get at least one more season because it ends on two cliffhangers, basically. Yeah. And one of them's a character-related cliffhanger. Like, I'm more interested in the story-related cliffhanger, but it's just awkward as hell for the character one. Like, (laughs) Torchwood ended on a very similar cliffhanger with something happening to one of the main characters, and then we're never talking about it again. And who knows if we'll ever pick that up. I mean, we might see Captain Jack in the future, but who knows if we'll ever see Rex. (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, God, my cookie's falling everywhere. It's not a euphemism. <laughs> okay, so... With that, the only other thing is S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah. Yeah. But S.H.I.E.L.D. was God, good this, this week. this show's so good. <laughs> I know! If it doesn't get a fifth season, I'll eat my own hat. <laughs> all of them? Like... Yeah, all two of them. Um, but... <laughs> That's still more hats than a human should eat. Humans should eat no hats. <laughs> um, but God, it's, it's so good. And, like, I've seen rumors that it might get, like, a 13 final, which I feel like it shouldn't even be 
Yeah, for that, I'd love it to just continue on and be this little window into the MCU when you're not watching the movies. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, if next year's the last, be it 13 or 22, it would be a neat lineup to have Coulson appear in Infinity War. Uh, yeah, and, it would. Yeah, so let's hope for that. But as for what's going on now, Patriot's dead. Uh, <laughs> so it was a good death for him, though. Like, yeah, like, he, I mean, like, the real him always wanted to be a hero, and he only kind of half got to be a hero. Yeah. And then in the framework, he literally was an inhuman, and then he kind of, he went out as a hero, so it, it's a yeah. nice little bookend for his story, as sad as it kind of is, because I was starting to actually like him, but uh, it, it definitely was a proper send off for that character for sure yeah and it was kind of nice too that like the framework gave him that backstory where he actually was a hero too and like the feeling of accomplishment rather than in the real world where he like basically literally stumbled upon that reputation as being a hero for saving that person yeah what was the explanation like he tripped and was like standing over a person (laughs) yeah classic him (laughs) in reaction in actuality i tripped (laughs) And, like, it's it's kind of funny, too, because it's, like, simultaneously funny and sad that, like, Gemma can't make him believe because, like, they really don't know. Just, like, the characters and we don't know nearly as much about him personally as we do the other characters. So, like, Gemma and Sky could go to, like, anybody, basically, Mac or Coulson or May, and try to... I mean, granted, they're failing right now. Or they were. <laughs> but, but like, they could go and be, like, share all these personal details. Um, not only of, like, just stuff about them, but, like, experience they've shared to trigger their memories. But, like, there's really nothing like that with anybody for uh, Patriot. So, it was kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad. It kind of made you realize that you barely got to know him, and then he's dead. Um, yeah. But Trip's back for at least a little bit. So that was a really <laughs> yeah. nice surprise. <laughs> Like, it's um, funny because I didn't get to watch this one live. <laughs> I watched it earlier today, actually, because uh, we went out to dinner and I got home pretty late, and so I just decided to wait. But, um, like, I was reading Twitter and everyone's like, Trip's back. I'm like, who dat? And, <laughs> and then I kind of, like, looked back. I was like, oh, shit, him. And then I got happy because I actually liked him, and then I felt bad that I couldn't remember who he was. Yeah. It's just like. I remembered who I was, or who I was. I remembered who I was when I saw Trip. That's how much he means to me. No, but like I remembered who he was when I saw the name. But like I would frequently forget he was a part of the show because like so much happened between his death and now. Yeah. Especially since like he died right when Mac and Bobby and Hunter were like just introduced. So then they became like really good characters that we liked, and just like so much. And he he happened. died like. Right when the Inhuman stuff started picking up, because like he yeah. died right right when Daisy became an Inhuman, yeah, and so like all that was like huge pivotal stuff for the show, and so like he died right there, and then everything started to pick up, and so you kind of forget, <laughs> yeah, and then like the the amazing pairing of Fitzmac was born, so then it's just like who else was gonna remember after that, um, but so it, it was a nice bit like it's really neat that they're using the framework to do stuff like that like have nice ward and bring trip back and i love how everybody knew him like uh colson and uh 
Gemma just both say his name and like no one really calls him that. Yeah. Um, so that was funny. Um, I like how I guess he doesn't really believe him, but I like how calm Ward is taking the whole thing, finding out he's potentially fake. Yeah. Uh, he's taking it I, in stride. I saw an article that suggested like what if this ward came back with them as an LMD. I would not be mad at that, to be honest. I, I, like, I would just not. Upload it into a body. That would be cool. Uh, like, especially if it's the last season, it would be neat to have him around for the final season. Because uh, like, I like Nice Guy Ward. Yeah. It's like, it's weird because, like, Ward was one of my least favorite characters in the beginning of the first season when he was just a generic soldier. Because it was like, oh, he's just a generic soldier guy. And then he became, like, one of the most interesting characters on the show when he became a villain. But then, like, somehow it took him becoming Evil Ward and then Hive Ward for Nice Ward to be interesting. <laughs> um, I just, I feel like he has a bit more personality as this Nice Ward than he did cover Nice Ward, too, if that makes any sense. Yeah. There's too many wards. He actually seems, like, legitimately nice. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm kind of curious, too, like... Because Ada ran basically algorithms of the mistake that they wanted to fix. But I'm curious what she did for everyone else. Like, if Ward was like that too, even though he's not real, if she actually... Maybe it would be a lot for everybody, but she has a computer. But, like, that would be interesting to find out, because I'm kind of curious. If she ran some sort of algorithm of what choices Ward would have made to actually make him good. Yeah, um, I'm that. that's kind of interesting. I didn't really think about that a whole lot. And Trip just the same, but in a cage. Like, just... <laughs> and Max basically the same, except he doesn't work for S.H.I.E.L.D. and he has a daughter. Um, I feel like John was going to have a hard time wanting to tell him, because he's, like, at least somewhat happy there. So that's going to be kind of hard. Yeah. Um, Wondering if he's ever even going to find out in general. He better not stay in there. Like... <laughs> We well, need no, Max. I, I don't think he's going to, but... <laughs> uh, I love Coulson in the framework because he's just so wide-eyed about everything. Uh, oh, what was his cover name? Flugelman or something like that? Yeah, Flugelman. Oh, that was great. Um, and I, I just love the frequent mentions of the blue soap. Um, and there was something else pivotal. I guess Fitz's thing was having a relationship with his dad. So his yeah. dad beat him with the belt so much he became an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it took May seeing kids being collapsed on and Patriot sacrificing himself and then Coulson saying literally snap out of it so that she's starting to come around now. I like how real Coulson got. Like yeah. he still has he still has the framework quirks. But yeah. like, he, he kind of snapped into that role pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it was like instinct, which was neat. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing their moments of like them potentially remembering, because I think those could be some good scenes. Because like, right now you have stuff like Coulson acknowledges it and has the most little bits of uh, like subconscious memory, and like May is coming around just as a person, but she's not really doesn't have any indication as of right now of like the real world so i'm interested to see how that unfolds especially yeah. for fits for fuck's sake is it about a woman yeah are you cheating on on madam hydra no it's about a woman i killed dad let's not get ridiculous it's much less serious than that i'm not cheating <laughs> on ada i just murdered a woman 
Uh, <laughs> I just murdered a woman. That looks exactly like her. Well, was she a bitch? Yeah. Well, then what was the problem? <laughs> For fuck's sake, Fitz. That was basically the conversation. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what it was like, though. It was, though. You're not wrong. Uh, it's just so good. I'm so glad that they decided to stay in here. We did get our first glimpse of the real world you wanted. It was it was him flatlining, but it was the real world for a second. <laughs> it was a real sad glimpse. I got my wish. All, like, ten seconds of it. I was really confused by Ada's reaction. Like, I couldn't tell whether she was, like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Or it almost looked like she was surprised for a second. It was hard to tell. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it was just me. No, I agree. I don't know if that was what she wanted, if it's what she didn't want. I'm not really sure what she wants, like, to be I honest. Think, <laughs> I, I feel like I could be reading too much into it, but like, part of me got the vibe that it's possible. She did want him like killed in the framework, but I don't. maybe she didn't know it was going to kill him. Like, maybe she just thought he was going to, like... Uh, remain unconscious and be disconnected from it, or he was going to wake up. I don't Maybe. know. I could be because I mean, like, we have a corpse hooked up to them right now. So yeah. So, but the it's like corpse is just hanging out there. But like, maybe she thought that if you're alive, then you just disconnect. But if you're dead, dead, and you're uploaded, then you're dead. I don't know. It's the word "dead" a lot. It's very complicated. Yeah, but I think she's a really great villain. Oh, for uh, sure. Both in presence and, like, motivation. I think she's a lot more fleshed out than Ultron. Because, like, hers is so rooted in basically just wanting to be human. And Ultron was, like, that classic Toku villain of, like, humanity's a plague. Oh, fuck Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's all it was. Uh, like, his performance was good, but I just think hers is a lot more interesting. Yeah. And, like, the whole arc makes me sad that they seem to it seems more obvious that they pushed Ghost Rider on them at the beginning because it seems like this Ada storyline is what the whole season was supposed to be granted it still mainly did but it makes it seem more awkward in retrospect yeah and I I feel like a lot of the the Ghost Rider stuff was just to introduce the Darkhold though I'm kind of curious if they could have did the LMD Ada stuff without worrying about the Darkhold but or possibly introduced it in another way yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. But I felt like it it just it comes off as awkward like when you look at the season as a whole and also when the cliffhanger between 3 and 4 was Ada. Yeah. And then it's like, "Oh man, he's building a robot. Flaming skulls." <laughs> like it's just like an awkward transition. Like I'd be interested to find out behind the scenes on that. Uh, but regardless, so good. And like, it's just crazy how like, it's like a different principle, but it's like better than Flashpoint, even though it's not real, but it is going to be real for them later. And it, it is kind of like Flashpoint, I guess, because it's like a real algorithm of what would have happened. Basically, it's all May's fault. <laughs> if May sneezed wrong, Hydra's in charge. <laughs> uh, shield, please don't get canceled. That'd be great. Yeah. Just if you could not get canceled, that'd be awesome. Like, even like you said, even if the next season's short, 
I just want that bookend. I don't want it to to just stop right now. Yeah. So. But I hate finding out when it's the last when you're in it. And it would be kind of neat if they could segue it, if it has to end, segue it into Coulson appearing in Avengers and opening it up for him to make cameos every now and then. And the others as well would be neat. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. even if it was just Daisy just standing next to Coulson when he shows up to stand. Like, just... <laughs> it's so frustrating because they have this whole unique thing with the movies and the TV shows all being tied together, but they're not taking advantage of it well. Yeah. And they could, but... Cobalt side. But I think... I think that's it. There's nothing else. There's no TTMF mm-hmm. this week. We've Everything, got through everything's back next week. Yeah. Flash, Supergirl, Arrow. Not Legends, though. But it will be back. It's not dead forever. <laughs> I almost said Pokemon, but that's still May. Um, is there anything else coming back? I feel like forgetting something. I don't think no. so. No. I think Supernatural went on hiatus, but no one watches that for me. In Riverdale. I think that's on hiatus for like a week or something. I think we that, should have that. always just kind of goes on random hiatuses. <laughs> I think I think we should have a straight run through now though, because it's we're close to May now. Because they have to, must be May. City's under <laughs> attack. Because they have to like stretch it out till to end in May. So I don't think we're in for any more. Apparently the the little trailer for the last few episodes of Arrow is supposed to drop tomorrow morning. So that's exciting. Yeah, that'll be cool. And Slade's back, so that's really cool. Slade's back for the finale, and Nisa's going to be in it. There's a lot going on. It's going to yeah, be awesome. Yeah, that arrow finale looks like it's going to be just balls nuts. <laughs> that's, that's a classic. <laughs> balls nuts. <laughs> uh, but speaking of balls nuts, now it's time for... Finally, he's in P3. Final things! There we go. It took you a minute, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so um send, this is the first time I've been able to do this in the proper segment but if you have any questions send them in to TTMF and we will answer them in one to five weeks depending on tired levels memory and internet connection <laughs> it sounds jokey but just sending questions so we have stuff to we have fodder to talk about oh no I said fodder that was weird we'll just shut up now 